So Shit's Creek. Hold on. Another- oh, hold on. Hold on. What? What happened? Someone's barking. <laughs> Someone's barking. <laughs> A dog is barking. <laughs> Some person outside is barking. You know what? That uh, that also could be a thing. You know, that, you know? actually, that does sometimes happen. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Hmm? Hey, out there. <laughs> hey, dog. <laughs> Chill. Hey, man. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever been told you take TV too seriously? Well, this is the podcast for you. I'm Michelle. I'm Nikki. And we're diving into the media of our childhoods and beyond. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's serious, but we're always getting into it. Which characters should have been queer? Which of our favorite kids who is a racist all along? Stay tuned. Spoiler alert, probably all of them. So. (sighs) I don't know, I'm tired. Why did you sign like that? (laughs) It's the world weary sigh. The world mm. is weary and so am I. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, let me be happy because today we're talking about a show that's pretty upbeat. It's a comedy. Yeah, today we are talking about Canada's least homophobic town, Schitt's Creek. <laughs> a show whose name you cannot say on network television unless you also put up the name on the screen. <laughs> apparently i learned this in interviews with the actors they mm-hmm. they couldn't say it until they unless they put the like logo up next to them yeah yeah <laughs> i think that is it's weird it's like we're adults here yes <laughs> Shit's creek though with Shit's creek you can write the whole thing because it's not the actual curse word mm-hmm. it's spelled differently and that's how we get away with this <laughs> But like Kevin can fuck himself. There's no play on words there. It is what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And so they do the like asterisks or just like they're, you know, whatever. How did you come into this show? Like, did you know of it when it first came out or did you hear about it later? I don't think it was when it first came out. I feel like it was probably a couple of years after. I feel like I saw it. Was it on Netflix? that i saw it maybe it's yeah probably it's it's on netflix yeah that must have been it then um Mm -hmm. and i don't remember maybe someone just told me like oh this show's pretty good and then it's like a sitcom that's 30 minutes and they're very easy to watch because you're just kind of you know (laughs) living your life Mm -hmm. it just tricks you into starting it and then it just gets very wholesome (laughs) and and sweet and i'm like oh well this is nice and then they actually care about character growth, which is sometimes <laughs> unheard of in sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And again, homophobia doesn't exist. And they just like, I don't know, it just felt like they cared about developing the characters in a way that you wouldn't expect since it's very like tropey of a sitcom from the, you know, the types of characters that began in the show. So mm-hmm. it's just nice that they didn't just want it to stay very one note. Mm hmm um but yeah it's i i like uh how queer david is that's probably why i was watching it i'm sure mm-hmm. specifically queer oh yeah because he, he'll that, drink any kind of wine yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah doesn't care about the label on the wine no you know what i mean wine is wine you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes it's red sometimes it's white sometimes sometimes you know, it's orange I learned recently about orange wine. What? Okay. Um, it's a thing. Oh, there, like a, there are different flavor profiles. I am not the one to ask about that, though. It's good. Anyone out there who doesn't know, you should get mm. some orange wine if you want. <laughs> anyway, what are you saying? How did, how did you come into the show? I feel like I heard about it from you first. Oh. I think I because you're just you're like talking about this weird show with these rich white people who lost all their money and Mm. like had to get it together and figure their lives out and stuff. That description wasn't really moving right enough, but like you're a pretty convincing person (laughs) with me as I'm describing, like bare bones, the gist of this show is kind of like nah right it doesn't sound like it'll it, be like it, that it, interesting but you're telling me about the show i think and you are very enthusiastic about media why are we here 
Why are you here? Why are we here? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds in character for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're you're doing the thing that usually happens, where like we just rant about stuff we're watching. Like, join my team. <laughs> I need someone to be here with me because no one else in my life is watching this show. So it's yeah. one of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. Eh. Put it in the back burner. And mm-hmm. then um, a roommate at the time would be watching it downstairs. Like I would be going down to the kitchen to get food and I would hear this like weird trumpet like <laughs> yeah. <the> trumpet <laughs> yeah it's like this this little brass moment happening like super brief I really do enjoy like the theme song in general but uh it was like like ritualistic like at, mm. every evening like they would be keeled over with laughter like cackling like it must be hilarious and it was shit's creek so it's like mm. okay so I watched the first season or like part of it was not the vibe it takes a uh, yeah i was like i i don't know if the humor's for me i don't know like the way everyone's talking is kind of like too much mm-hmm. just everything it was like <laughs> sometimes for me i need to be in a specific mood to watch something yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's not like a hard no it's like mm-hmm. i don't know by the end of season one into season two, like I was here. I was like, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. It took me a minute from the beginning of the few episodes mm-hmm. of the first part of the season because I'm like, this is fine. But then I think I was like, okay, this is the show that you're actually trying to be like over here. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, I think it helps that I got to do a binge watch Yeah, because... I well, I don't think you should ever judge something just solely from the pilot because so much changes. Like pilots are just like they're just a wish and a prayer. And they're very much like, here's our idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Buy our show. That's literally what a pilot is. Right. And so as soon as episode two, sometimes it's like the set is different, the right. styling is different on the characters, their hairs mm-hmm. are like there's a new whatever. light over here. Like, <laughs> we got the green light. And so there's just like, okay, change all these things. Cause that was just what we had to do to, for the pilot. Not that that was the case for Shit's Creek. It was pretty much the same, but it's still like the very first episode is always going to be, I will say almost always going to be a little rough. You never know what's going to happen. So you have to like mm-hmm. have your idea out there, but still have enough room where you could still grow if like it doesn't work out the way you want. Yeah, I guess on that note, what was your first impression of of the show in terms of like the setting and everything? I feel like I thought it was funny in the beginning. I feel like the characters are all so specific and they all like kind of have like a particular voice. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Alexis has the like, you know, that voice that sounds like a question at the end of every the Yeah, and the vocal fry. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Moira has her weird accent that's like her like, very affected accent. Like very <laughs> like, like Madonna, just like you are not British. We know right. this, but you're Madonna European sudden- David. And, <laughs> you know, of course you have Eugene Levy and his um famous monotone that we all know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone's heard <laughs> from commercials and Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and uh Dan Levy. And Joseph, Joseph and the Pussycats with that. Oh, right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eugene Levy. All right, huh? <laughs> right. And, um, you know, Dan Levy and his um, queer sarcasm, which I... <laughs> his character is, like, so funny because, like, every sentence is just sarcasm. Like, I'm like, at what point does anyone ever know that you're serious? <laughs> Never. <laughs> it's not for you to know. Every time he talks, it's like he's like almost grimacing. The mouth acting on this show. (laughs) Specifically, like, (laughs) I really enjoy Alexis and David. I I don't know if it's something that they worked out together or if it just kind of came to be or what. They really do come across as siblings. (laughs) Not, not, Not just in looks, but like they have certain mannerisms and things that are in like little quirks. (laughs) <laughs> and the whole family actually like they'll do certain things that like are similar and i think that just kind of naturally happens when you're around people so yeah. that could have been something that developed over the seasons it's like a six season show um yeah they all did seem very i mean some of them are related but they all seem very close 
Yeah, but there'd be like little specific little quirks, like both Alexis and the mom, Moira, would do the whole like, David, like, <laughs> but it's just like differently, like Moira's a little more like David and Alexis is like, usually we'll put something in front of David, like Ugh, David, they, they like put a specific kind of emphasis on his name that's echoed each other. David. <laughs> It's just, it's perfect. And I love, I love that this compilation is literally Alexis and Moira because dad doesn't do this. Someone in the comments says, we need one of Moira saying, baby. No, we don't. I don't don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. No, thank you. Oh my gosh. Unpopular opinion, but like, I, no, it's a no. Oh my God. I cringe every time she said, baby. I was like, like, it's like, like something in me just like shrivel. I just, shri- oh like I shrivel up. I feel like a turtle that's like going back into its shell. Every time she says, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and it would get increasingly silly. Like every time she would do it, like yeah, she would just make she's, it. She's just throwing it, making it even more ridiculous. Yes, like let's lean into that. Like mm, pull back mm. a little, just. I, I I appreciate that other people find enjoyment in it though. Uh, not me. No. <laughs> we get there. I have some sidelines of Shit's Creek trivia for you. Mm. Speaking of returning to the format of our show, let's yes. read the plot. <laughs> okay, so Shit's Creek was on from 2015 to 2020. Um has six seasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has six yes, seasons. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, it has six seasons, um, and it's a sitcom where a wealthy couple of video store magnet Johnny and his soap opera star wife Moira suddenly find themselves completely broke, with only one asset, a small town called Schitt's Creek, which the Roses bought years ago as a joke. The once wealthy couple must give their life um, with their two spoiled children in tow and their pampered lives behind them. The Rose family is forced to face their newfound poverty head on and come together as a family to survive. Yeah. And make a bunch of quirky friends and have a small town time. <laughs> Very reluctantly the whole way through. Yeah. Until the middle when they're all like, oh, damn, we love it here. I, I guess it's okay to be I guess we've, here. We've grown to have be accustomed to our lives. And we're, we now know more about each other as people. So much so that the majority of them are by the show's end still living in Schitt's Creek. Yeah. And, you know, Dan eventually, you know, gets, gets married and buys a house, has, has a whole, or did I say Dan, David, (laughs) David, David, David and Patrick, um, you know, get married, have their whole business and get a house and like their whole life is just going to be set up in Schitt's Creek and mm-hmm. it seems fine. And same for Moira and um, Johnny oh, yeah, and Alexis is the one who's like, I'm going to go off and pursue, pursue things. And, but you know that that's like going to be the home base. Mm, yeah. It was very sad. Yeah. Was like, but oh. it, made, it made sense for each character. Um, it did. I will say. Yeah. Cause she like, didn't get to, live her life like she did a bunch of reckless shit in her life but she like Mm -hmm. to live her life in a way where she felt in control of it with Mm -hmm. doing what she wanted and taking herself seriously so it makes sense yeah okay so Shits Creek was created by Dan Levy and Eugene Levy the father and son the best father-son duo well I said dancing first that is the (laughs) son in case anyone (laughs) was like unaware unaware Eugene's his dad (laughs) yes yes I love that the whole family gets involved. Uh, well, not Dan's mom, but like his sister shows up. Their mom could have been around somewhere. Maybe she was on set. Could have, could have been. I don't know. She could have um, been holding a camera or a light or something for all we know. For all we know. And, um, and that's Sarah Levy who plays Twyla. So like getting into the rest of the cast, Eugene Levy plays Johnny Rose. Catherine O'Hara plays Moira Rose. Dan Levy is David Rose. Annie Murphy plays Alexis Rose. Emily Hampshire as Stevie Budd, who is like, works at the motel and uh, 
becomes David's best friend. There's Jennifer Robertson as Jocelyn Shit, And we have Noah Reed as Patrick Brewer. And Dustin Milligan as Ted Mullins. I don't right. know, Ted can stay. Mike can go to <sighs> At this point, I don't know. Tim Rosin is much shit. What a terrible uh, name. What a bad name. <laughs> God. I never heard his name said, you know, first and last because they just called him Mutt, but like much shit's a bad name. Mutt is such a mysterious character, not for the reason like the show was like, oh, he's like so aloof and so like whatever, and like perfect for early seasons, Alexis, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. also kind of flighty and like whatever. But like there's no longevity to be had there if both people are kind of like that. Mm-hmm. in different ways but um i mean okay here's the thing with this show well i feel like they did a great job of character development everyone's ages were always very mysterious it was just like david and alexis sometimes i guess because they're rich and spoiled like acted like teenagers but they were in their they're like mid-20s 20s, in their 20s somewhere yeah but i don't think we ever knew exactly which is like whatever but it's just but it's not just, 30s i feel like david Maybe at some point the show could have turned 30. By season six, he had to be like early 30s. Yeah. I was, yeah. He's he's older than Alexis, right? Like maybe like two, this is arbitrary. I don't even know. Let's say two to three years. (laughs) Right. Like they had a birthday and still didn't tell us how old. No, they were just like, it's your birthday, David. Here's a cake. Or like, no, we forgot your, they forgot his birthday one time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably forgot his age too. Uh, just listen. like they don't know alexis's middle name i mean yeah but my i just assumed it was hard to tell because that man both looks young and old so i'm just like i don't know how old you're supposed to be but i guess you're like the character story you're trying to tell me is like you're like a troubled youth but <laughs> but like but he's okay so for anyone who doesn't doesn't know and never watched this um this show called instant star from the NT Nick days. So he, I remembered him from that show and it was just like a really weird experience because I didn't see it for him <laughs> back then. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm queer as fuck, whatever. But, and maybe it's also because now I'm like, oh, men are attractive. Right, right, right. I, you know, the, the, the struggle. Is it compet? Is it I'm gay? I'm by blah blah blah, but <laughs> I didn't see it for him. And then during this show, I was like, "Turns out you're attractive when you're not preying on teenage girls." Hmm. I mean, well, one that two. I think the dark hair and the beard actually do it better for his face. Yeah. No. Even when you know that episode where he shaves his beard off and like Alexis cannot handle it. She was like, "What happened to your face?" <laughs> face like he's like it's my I, face. I think i don't like your face like is but it your face is, or is <laughs> y'all before you enter into committed relationships with people who have beards ask for a picture of them without a beard <laughs> it can be a whole different experience and i think you'll save both of you some heartache oh my god if you just know because what if they want to shave and it turns out you just like the beard. I mean, beards can really change a face. It is masculine contouring. I mean, yeah, beards are just makeup for me. <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah, and so the hats. Ooh. So are hats. Hats are makeup mm, for men also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all of this is like very tongue-in-cheek. I need everyone to realize this. Like, mm, No, I'll stand by it. Mm, okay. <laughs> but she was not having it. She's like, don't you think you should have asked before? <laughs> that was so funny. I mean, uh, I do think he looks better with the beard, but I wouldn't be like, don't shave your own face. I think I think he looks good either way. Like, it, like this it, was... I don't think it was like bad. She's like, who is this man? In who the is room? this man? Who's this weird uh, Oh gosh, it was it was a lot. Oh Alexis. Uh I feel bad. I feel like I should mention the actress who played Ronnie. I liked Ronnie. Go ahead. Karen Robinson played Bronnie Lee, <laughs> the only black person in this whole town. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. 
<laughs> this town of 25 people. <laughs> I think, oh, okay, at this point, Chris Elliott played Rowan shit. I think that's the only other person I didn't say. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> okay, I feel better. Sorry, everybody. Anyway, do you want to get into some trivia before we really dive into the rest? Yes. Okay. So this show, I think it's, this show maybe was similar to uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend in some ways because it had like, it won a lot of Emmys. It holds the record for the most Emmys in a single season for a comedy winning nine. Uh, It's the first comedy series to sweep the primetime Emmys awards um, with, with all major acting categories in a single year. It was like highly rated by critics and won a lot of Emmys. And I think Crazy Ass Girlfriend was very similar where it was like highly rated and won a lot of Emmys. And it had like, it, it didn't have like no audience, but it didn't have like a large audience, but the audience that was there like was like ride or die for it. It was a slow build. By the time they were like, okay, that's a wrap. They were at their peak popularity and everyone was yeah. like, no. Like, like what do you mean? I just you. found it. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, well, just rewatch the show because we're done. Yeah, I think that is that is definitely true. It got like, I don't know, it's hard to say like discovered, but like it was put on Netflix at some point and people binge things now. So I think mm-hmm. whenever that happened, everyone was like, oh, this is a show that exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Canadian show that was on like pop, which everyone doesn't have, at least in this country. Right, right. So very random channel. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, know about it. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. What else for trivia? Oh, both Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara were members of the Second City Comedy Troupe in Toronto. And they worked together like a lot over the years. Like yeah, they're like close. They work so well together. Like their chemistry is like perfect. Yeah. It's not surprising they're in Second City because every almost every like famous comedian went to second city at some point <laughs> they all yeah. tell stories about it it's it's may not always the same second city because this is toronto's but it's like chicago's or like new york's or something mm-hmm. LA's. yeah um, other <laughs> here's some other trivia do you remember that song a little bit alexis yes how could i not like one of the most iconic moments <laughs> in the whole <laughs> well it's it's a gay anthem and uh i heard it in the club once. <laughs> a, and also i went to a drag show one time and someone did a whole performance to it and i was like is this <laughs> that song is like a minute and a half if that no there's a four minute they made a four minute version in 2020 for charity oh my gosh okay well yeah. like officially like there's a full yeah there's a full official like version they, there. they yeah. did it like the show yeah. did it mm-hmm. a little bit alexis <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> this song was good with music because i also love that great musical moment where um david serenaded uh patrick well lip sync serenaded patrick oh my god that was it was i was like am uh... i crying <laughs> am i <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think we should just roll into our like the standout moments for us for the show. Yeah. That I mean, there's yes, the open mic. Oh, the open mic. He couldn't when he couldn't handle it at first. He's like, what do I do with this? I don't know how to I can't take this. I mean, how how do you respond when someone is like serenading you, but like there's already that, but then in public. I know. Listen. What do you do? Yeah. You just, I, 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 okay, I'm here. All right. Like, well, if I just, everyone's looking at me and I'm just listening to the song, got me cool, 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 cool. <laughs> hmm hmm Yeah. I really liked their, like, weird-ass store because it had a good aesthetic. Um, oh, the, ro- the I stores, would go there. The Rose of the, Oh, that's definitely the type of store I would go. I would, I would definitely buy some expensive gift for someone there. The store had great scenes. I love the scene where those teenagers um, stole their stuff and he didn't realize it because they called him. They thought he had cool clothes, so he didn't know they were stealing. Oh my gosh, she responds way too easily to flattery. I really like the one where um, Patrick put the the like plungers in the front of the store. Oh yeah, he was like, "The plungers and don't go here." <laughs> listen, I agree with David. 
I agree with Dave about most of the things where he was like, this can't be here. Why would we put this next to this? Like David, I, I resonate with David because like we have a, a specific aesthetic and a standard mm-hmm. and other people are like, it, it doesn't matter, whatever. And I'm like, no, but it matters. And David's like, it matters. And the fact that you don't understand why it matters. And I have to try to explain the rules when so clearly plungers shouldn't greet the customers. Who would want to immediately get a plunger? <laughs> no, no. But yeah, I that actually reminds me, like I've seen, I don't know if you've seen this online, but I've seen people headcanon David in particular as neurodivergent, but specifically autistic. I don't know. I'm not going to get into all the reasons because like, I'm not a professional and et cetera, but I thought it was interesting. And I've seen um, some people making the case for Alexis as well. And then I saw someone saying like, probably like Johnny is the only one (laughs) who is not neurodivergent, but then the whole town is a lot of quirky characters. I mean, yeah. And Johnny and I mean it's it's pretty common in a comedy. You have to have the straight man. You, and you I'm not do. talking about sexuality, y'all. I'm talking yeah, about like like someone to yeah. bounce, someone to just be to be there to bounce off the comedy or the the chaos. Yeah, of the, everyone yeah. Else. You need someone to be like more level because otherwise yeah. it's like there's Too no chaotic. sense of balance and right. You need like you need a character to respond to the zaniness, I guess. Yeah. And just like to, to, you know, um, and sometimes like other characters will like switch. So like sometimes like David responds to uh, some silliness that Alexis does. So like oh, in, in that constantly. scene, like he becomes the straight man. Um, right. But so it, it flips perspectives, but generally Johnny's always that Johnny's never, never really that outlandish. Do you want to do other scenes or other like moments? Actually, I'll tell you the one that officially sold me on the show. Okay. There's two, actually, that come to mind first. So the first is when Moira is teaching David how to make enchiladas. <laughs> oh, my God. Fold the cheese. <laughs> every, I lose it every time. Like, probably everyone's the been cheese. in some kind of, like, similar situation. But, like, yeah, yeah. Moira clearly won't just admit that she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about and does not know how to make enchiladas or cook in general and this is the one thing she's like no i made this for you i know (laughs) i like and everyone's like that was definitely like the cook's recipe like i don't know why you're on this and so they're going off of a recipe and it says to fold the cheese and she's just like yeah you fold the cheese and david's like like what does what that talking? mean? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't be any clearer, David. <laughs> Just David, like it goes the cheese, David. back and forth. <laughs> David. <laughs> it's like it escalates. The enchiladas do not get made. Right. Um, He's like, what are you saying? <laughs> it's just uh, i like just thinking about it i'm trying not to laugh right now um it's it's one it's yeah and my other favorite scene at least that i can think of right now is the the tamagotchi 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 scene um i think that's later in season five or six okay but anyway what was the reason for this i think i think patrick and david both had to be somewhere and so they asked Alexis to mind the store for a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. And David was feeling a little nervous about it because it's Alexis. And Alexis is like, is this about the, the freaking Tamagotchi? Oh my God. From the, yeah. the, it's just like quintessential like sibling argument. Oh, right, because she killed his Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah, like, and there, there are like six of them. And he's like, when I left, they were in full health and I came back and they were all dead. You have to actively murder them. They were healthy adult Tamagotchis and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. It was just so funny. Like, of course, you're still <laughs> holding a grudge over this thing. Like, from when you were like, what, 11 or some shit? Like, probably. <laughs> David. What, what about for you? Like, is there like one scene that you're just like, this is it? This is like, well, I do love the wine scene because I'm just like, wow, no one's ever talked talked about like mm-hmm. 
I don't know, pansexuality, bisexuality, whatever, like on camera like this, or at least like at mm-hmm. the time that I could think of. And it was like, just very chill. I think this is why I, I yeah. ended up liking the show because everything was just very like, yeah, we're, you know, stuff, it's just, everything's chill. We're just like, like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll, I like this one, but maybe I like this one. It's kind of whatever. Nobody mm-hmm. cared ever. It was very yeah. like nice. Uh, you know, most TV shows, when stuff comes up around queerness, then it's like, do I need to brace myself for this to be a whole moment? And we all got to sit down and explain it and sit mm-hmm. here and now have like a one-on-one lesson or whatever. But this show's like, mm, no, catch up audience. You were here. You're not. I don't care. Here it is. Yeah. Here's a line. Now we're moving on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It helped Emily Hampshire realize that she's pan oh, and that she's wow. queer and just like having this. And th- I, I, I think that's oh, really cool. Wow. David. Um, wow, Dan. Um, <laughs> so, so I think that's, that's cool. That's like you directly impacted someone who you were working with and who knows who yeah. you impacted outside of, you know, like people who just watched the show having representation be so casual and matter of fact is awesome yeah i think it can be sometimes stressful to watch media where like there might be representation of like queer trans people or whatever but every reaction to them existing is just like so intense and big or like stressful or whatever like violent Mm -hmm. or even if it's not violent it's just like a whole thing exists around them yeah it's nice when it's just like yeah, you know, whatever. And they were just moving mm-hmm. on. It just is what it is. Like it's embedded into the universe of this environment in a way that's not dependent upon anything else. It's just sort of like here because it is here. Just how that's how life works. Anyway. Yeah. I think I we've said this like throughout the season, I think, but just like if it was always this, I think that would be disingenuous to like mm-hmm. what whatever. But I really am looking for just like a really wide breadth of queer experiences on screen like i want to see all of it i i want to see the more accurate stuff as devastating as it can be to show certain things that we experience but i really like these types of portrayals as well that are just like again like matter of fact and very like let's imagine what the world could be like if this wasn't a huge issue and conflict came from a different source Mm -hmm. but this aspect of me is just it's just an aspect of me and like no one is making it into this big problem Mm -hmm. we have other we have actual problems to be worried about but that's not it yeah and it's like which is different than in a lot of other sitcoms previously which would have a character like david but then we would all be talking around him being queer in some way or just people would be making like inferences so like maybe that's what's going on but you never like direct about it but this show is just mm-hmm. like we're introducing it it's a thing and also we're moving on because it's just you know it's whatever but we're not going to pretend that people don't all you mm-hmm. know exist in different ways or whatever it's like he him and stevie were like into each other for like a minute and they were like nah and then they moved on <laughs> i mean not even that like I, I do like how it was handled because it's, yeah. it felt realistic. I like that they were able to like get to a good place in their friendship again. And that mm-hmm. didn't like them having sex didn't ruin that. Cause they were genuine feelings. Like Stevie really liked, yeah, oh, right, really liked true. him she and did. was really hurt when he went to hang out with the Amish folk and <laughs> whatever, David. <laughs> and then they did that weird, remember they did that? weird accidental not even thruple because it's not it was not thruple like i mean the the that guy i don't remember the guy's name but he was trying to make it communicate he was like you've had sex with each other and i've had sex with both of you and we should all have sex together and just be in this together no excuse me sir (laughs) you have to talk about that you can't just decide these things you have to talk about that but i also at that point in their friendship was like we can't go down that road again yeah, yeah. We, we've moved on Mm-mm. nope but you, like no nope, it's a nope <laughs> i'm so mad at that man i'm just like this could be an actual you know show like think about polyamory if this man communicated but he will refuses if it refuses was to. maybe any other other dude but like he was weird it was not a healthy way to do 
do that because it really just like fed into David and Stevie's insecurities. Right. So. And, and he, again, not only did he not communicate, he would just be like picking, he would be going to the hotel where they're both at and then being like, I'm going <laughs> to pick up Stevie right in front of where David lives. This is, you don't, you can't do shit like that. It's weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was really weird. I'm glad that it didn't go on for too long. Um, yeah, that man was weird. <laughs> I forgot his name. He was just being weird. As well. I don't, it's not important. <laughs> we don't, it's fine. Um, sorry to that man, as Kiki Palmer would say. Mm. But I don't know him, so. I don't know him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's the gay wedding. The gay wedding was cute. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything in like the, well, that wasn't the finale, but the finale and penultimate finale. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's a sad moment, but I really like how they handled Alexis and Ted breaking mm-hmm. up for the second time. I really grew to like their relationship. I know it was wild. I did not care at first. <laughs> I mean, we weren't meant to. And she didn't. She was like, oh, this, this yeah, guy's nice. But like, yeah. I don't know. And like, this man's hot. And I want to have sex with him. And like, Pretty much. I'm, I'm on my reckless Alexis moment and ted grew a beard and see what happened <laughs> i mean i think alexis's sexuality is beards i Possibly. think is what we're learning sounds true um jk y'all don't don't take no, anything i'm saying true. seriously right now it's true. um okay all right <laughs> but um but it was just like so sad but i liked it because it felt realistic even though like like you want everyone to have like the like you could have it all, whatever. It's like, she'll, maybe she will have it all eventually, like get to have a relationship. But like, I like that her journey was really about discovering herself and finding value in herself and worth in herself. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that like her next chapter, like she's on that journey, she's going to continue it. And life just like took them in different directions. And like, yeah. it wouldn't have made sense or been fair to either of them to like, for anyone at that point in their lives and their careers to give that up. It's really unfortunate, but it was just like a really well-written scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of related also later seasons because later seasons were really good. But I love the singles week storyline. It's so good. And that's like the beginning of their like relationship part two. Yeah. Alexis and and, uh, Ted. Yeah. And then David, you know, finds out that Ted is in love with Alexis and then David's like really sweet and he like talks to Ted about Alexis and I was just like wow look at them he loves his sister <laughs> and they sometimes mm-hmm. don't always show that because you know they're both like sarcastic and intense or whatever but sometimes they're just like very sweet to each other yeah um, she does that tv show speech at singles night that like relates to your life but you're pretending like it's about something else you're just like singles i just want us all to sit here and think about how <laughs> sometimes that lock isn't what you think it is but like maybe you need to like let that lock, lock go away or maybe you just like yeah like are we playing the game or not what are we doing i really like it because that's like season the end of season four when they get back together right i think so yeah yeah right. um well, I guess now is the moment I want to just talk about like characters' journeys. Who's was your favorite? Who's your favorite character? And like, are those the same thing? Is your favorite character the one who had the best journey? Mm, both of those questions are probably David and Alexis. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the okay. So, like, the question really is like, who is your favorite character and why is it David? Yes. <laughs> yeah i love david because <laughs> david you know um i mean i don't know i most of his lines are hilarious and he has great mm-hmm. style the whole show he almost i would wear his, his entire wardrobe this show had great clothes also david yeah. da- almost david's entire wardrobe was black which is black and great. white maybe a little mm-hmm. gray uh, amazing he might have a red accent occasionally maybe very occasionally, occasionally. so yeah i mean i think they both had a very lovely amount of character growth over the show because they both started mm-hmm. off being like very tropey. I said, pick one, Nikki. Pick one. I can't. I, can't. They're bo- I like both. You have to pick for one. Reasons. Listen, I'm going to be Team Alexis. All right. You can Fine, just I'll pick David. <laughs> no, but no, honestly, it's the exact same for me. 
And like, I do love their parents and everything. Like, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's not about that. But Alexis and David for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the show's fault for having characters say the word David a thousand times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, um, I think they both, they both started off so like, we're going to show the flaws of these two characters very clearly that like, it was very easy to tell how much they grew. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you're not doing those things anymore. <laughs> yeah. The entire family obviously had a lot of growth. Yeah. Um, their parents needed to be accountable for how they were bad parents, to be honest. Mm, they, they were did. not, they, they literally yeah. um, left them with David and, David and Alexis are David and Alexis because of y'all too. Like, yeah that's what it is um but i agree and it's hard to pick one over the other honestly alexis probably surprised me the most of how much i grew to love her i would because say so too. on paper it's like like the <laughs> very first season it's like season one yeah i i don't think any of the characters in her are especially likable but you know on paper alexis is just like ooh, not for me to yeah. like not in but so much like a sm- tiny dose maybe yeah, yeah but yeah. very self-centered very like grading very like, very very just i can't I just know and like yeah, yeah, yeah she drew inspiration from like the kardashians so like take I mean, from that what you will came across um, and not just looking not just the kardashians but like just Paris, you know Paris like Hilton. Paris, like Paris Hilton and like the, yeah so or well let me say paris hilton's public persona listen i don't know any of these people so that is what it is and that is still part of you so yeah oh yeah. i watched the whole documentary about paris hilton's and i just have all this information i mean i'm not going down that route so anyway <laughs> but i was surprised by how much i grew to love alexis and for me i think she has like the best journey she does have a good journey I don't know. She just grew so much and she really became this person who like really cared about other people and like really, really wanted to just like see other people succeed and be happy and learned how to like put people's feelings first sometimes. And you see that in how she grows in her relationship with Ted. You see that in her friendship with Twyla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is so cute. It's so cute. And you, but you especially see that with David and Alexis's relationship, which is why it's hard to kind of like separate them and pick one over the other as like as far as like favorite character or favorite journey because yeah, they hang out constantly. They, I mean, like CV, CV's like David's best friend, but it's also Alexis, to be honest. Like, right? They pretend like that's not true, but like y'all hang out all the time. They pretend like, oh, it's such like, a pain, oh, God, I to be around you. you whatever and whatever but because so much of that is like you know their relationship was fractured for years mm-hmm. and now they're in this environment and they're forced to work it out basically like you have no choice you're gonna kill each other in this room or you're gonna <laughs> figure out how to be friends and brother and sister again right in a healthier way <laughs> and at various points honestly once they started like getting jobs and stuff it's like you could have moved out and got a been somewhere else at a different point if you really wanted to but y'all didn't literally like alexis was going to and david's like you're not moving into this place (laughs) this place is awful and david was gonna move out and i think he had he asked alexis too or just stevie i can't remember because he was moving into that because he i remember he did look at an apartment i think he might have asked both of them Mm -hmm. alexis wasn't interested maybe but their relationship is so so sweet but also like they're different enough for it to like there's going to be conflict and it's funny conflict yeah and they both grew to a point where they're like they learned how to do things for themselves and have their own like mm-hmm. things in the world and not just be like dependent upon like we're rich we can do what we want but like mm-hmm. i want people to take me seriously so i'm going to go back to high school and then go to college and then start a marketing company and be really good at it because i'm great at doing that and then i'm gonna you know run a store because i know aesthetic very well and i can like figure that out yeah i i the show is just written so smartly too because like they have such realistic flaws but they also have like realistic strengths like 
Alexis goes back to school and she's she's not suddenly like an A student, no, but she like, gets like C's and stuff. Yeah, but she works hard and she gets her diploma so that she can like yep. get to the next step and like she go passed. get her degree mm-hmm. and in a way that is like attainable and mm-hmm. you don't have to be like some like brainiac to like go after what you want and everything yeah. and like mm-hmm. she is good at like what she's good, so what she's good like, like she's she very, does have talent and skills and she's like great at being social like she's good at like people skills mm-hmm. I lo- oh that's the scene actually i really i like when she gets the job at the vets oh yeah and, and then ted ted is like oh you're not He's You're like ready like to fire her stuff, and and then all the like clients love her because she talks to them. I mean, that's something that is like a, a weakness that. in Ted because like he is really great with animals, but he's it was a good balance for yeah. the the time that she was there, and then she has that growth moment of like, oh, there's like people who would be better suited for this position. I need to go find my own thing, right? Which is very big of you to mm-hmm. realize that because he is employing you because he likes you we all know that we all we all know <laughs> he's in denial about it but we all know we can pretend all day but like let's be honest you're Let employing us. her because you like her like you are you're hung up on your ex-fiance mm, right exactly. is what happened with that but um yeah I can't, I don't know. I could go on and on and on and on about like just Lexus and David's sibling relationship. We haven't really gotten to talk about like Patrick and David. I love Patrick and David. What do you love about them? I, I've seen exactly one time where someone apparently just hates Patrick's character, but they didn't explain why. So that's going to haunt me a little bit. You mean the chillest man on television? Are you serious? <laughs> I I'm just curious about that. If 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 anyone like you have a hot take about this show and you hate Patrick, write in. I don't know. I mean, I just like one. It was nice to see just mushy gay love. And yeah, my favorite. I love it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was just very cute. <laughs> and then also they were like not. I just think they kind of balance well because David's very like over the top like kind of high strung in certain ways and Patrick's mm-hmm. very like level and chill and he's like all right that's cool but like don't let's not we don't need to do all of that we can like, do some of it like that's great you do what you gotta do but like we should bring it down at some point I love their their meet cute Patrick is besotted he's smitten immediately he's kind of just like enamored with mm-hmm. David and kind of like bemused amused like all the things all at once mm-hmm. I saw it in his face just mm-hmm. like this person's a lot and i think i'm into it right. and like there's, there's something here <laughs> what's happening and you know what he needs me like all of that was just in one scene yeah. they meet because david's opening the apothecary and patrick is like okay but what's your business and david's like i don't know how to say it's things like, concisely yikes don't know <laughs> what's a finance <laughs> It's like a general store, but not a general store. And it is, you know, we'll be serving coffee, but it's not a cafe. It's and experience. I love it. Um, but what I find interesting is like David's like very in his head, and it's not like readily apparent that there's maybe an attraction on his side too. Mm-hmm. But it becomes more apparent that like, oh, he can't like string a sentence together is probably him being attracted to Patrick. And then like when he calls him and leaves like however many voicemails mm-hmm. and he's like all tongue tied. You're like, oh, this is going to be cute. All right. <laughs> we, we found your person. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's not forget about like, I like how they, I forgot which, when this was exactly, but like whenever they had that like falling out thing when Patrick's ex-fiance came or whatever and then mm. they weren't talking ex-fiance who was played by Stacy Farber aka Ellie from Degrassi oh yeah that's right <laughs> oh yeah but just basically the like episode after that where Patrick was trying to win David back and he was giving him all these gifts and then at a certain point David was like I accept your apology but I like that you were sending me gifts and he was like what the fuck <laughs> What was wrong with you? <laughs> I like gifts. 
that's that's his love language and like i just wanted to see how many more gifts i could get out of this <laughs> but it was a very it was a very good development for the relationship for patrick to be like no i need to have a boundary where you need to like actually communicate with me and not just expect me to give you things and like actually have a relationship with me you know so I thought that scene was helpful for like we should like, we should talk through our conflict. We should talk right, it out. We have to talk. It can't just be or we should be broken up or something. Time. Like yeah, it's like <laughs> David's used to things being like by his plan and like mm-hmm. based on his needs to a degree. So mm-hmm. it's like if you involve another person, it has to also be about them. Yeah, maybe the only thing I could say for Patrick or like why this random person on the internet was like, I hate Patrick. It would be that they could have developed him out a little bit more. They, oh, I yeah, do sure. like that, that episode, the couple of episodes, because like you're learning, Oh, he's, he's not out. And he's, we already knew that. Like he, I think David's probably the first man he's really been like about yeah. like, he's definitely the first one he's with. ever dated. Not, yeah. yeah. All the things like never kissed a man before David and everything. So that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think like David walked in and was like, I'm opening a business. And Patrick was like, oh, I'm gay. <laughs> Literally. Oh, like, I'm that was, gay. I feel I was <laughs> like, was that the moment? Did you know before this moment? Okay. Maybe, but like not for real. But just didn't do anything. But I, I would say like a little bit more development, but I still enjoyed the character. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. He had less seasons to be developed than the, some of the other characters. So. Yeah. So, like, pretty much everyone else, you you get to see this, like, journey more. Um, and his character is also more yeah. of, like, a straight man type mm-hmm. than, mm-hmm. like, the, like, large personality type. Well, you can still give him a little something. but sure. uh, we can give more backstory. Yeah. But for the most part, like, it was just really nice to see, like, how far everyone came by the finale and overall the show doesn't really have filler or dead episodes it's yeah. it's just solid we're just having a good time doing small town things did you have a least favorite character on the show uh i didn't like roland <laughs> i mean who were we ever supposed to no but i never i i mean i like hated him less as the show went on but I, like never like cared for his character he was personally. frustrating from start to end yeah i was just like every time he's on screen it's like i really don't care like i could deal with jocelyn more yeah yeah jocelyn grew on me because i'm like jocelyn had some development i feel like. but roland was just too much at all times i yeah n- n- no <laughs> roland was doing too much for me anyone besides roland because i really don't even think Maybe someone out there loves Roland. Not me, but. Mm, that was kind of whatever to me. Like, I didn't hate Butt or, like, dislike him, but his, you know, he was, like, whatever. As yeah. a character. Just because, I mean, at a certain point, they just sort of, like, walked away from his character and did something else. Yeah. I think I think part of that is, like, the actor got signed oh, on to another project as, like, a I see. regular, like, a main lead. Okay, so um, it was supposed to be a more developed mutt in Alexis, but then the actor went away, so they had I, to sort of like... I won't say that. I don't know if that was... If they would have done more with him slash him and Alexis or what. I feel like they would have broken up okay. at some point anyway, but... I don't hate mutt at all. I just mostly, <laughs> mostly just disliked Roland. Yeah, character. yeah. I mean, pretty much, yeah, same. I will say, like, Stevie's not my favorite. <laughs> Sometimes Stevie grates on me a little bit. <laughs> but then sometimes I'm like, oh, you're hilarious. But mm-hmm. it goes back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. I mostly like Stevie, but I can see that sometimes. Stevie would be like a decision sometimes. I'm just like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think part of it is like, I mean, it works, it works for David and Stevie, but it's they're they're both so sarcastic. Oh. that like i cannot deal with that type of energy like too I much mm-hmm. it's like at some point i need there to be some sincerity mm-hmm. and like stop acting like you hate each other and i know that's just how y'all are but also yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh my gosh it is like what does anybody mean what are we doing <laughs> yeah but it, it works for them i'm just yeah. like i'm not even in this and it's a lot to listen to sometimes <laughs> like 
wow. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be in that friendship in this no. point in my life. Not in this point in my life. As a surly teenager, maybe. I do love But that. again, but again, these are like 20-somethings, 30-somethings who are acting like surly teenagers. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good banter, but like, it can't be like the whole conversation is just like, I, I love nonsense conversations as much as the next person, but it can't be like sarcastic nonsense. hundred percent. Mm. Cause that gets too not, close. not the banter where you start to question, like, do they even like me? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I've, I've had those types then, of, mm-mm. yeah, I've had that before. And we had to like, be like, they, we are too good. old for that. I think it's not good for us. <laughs> no, I've had we those friendships to... where, um, not even just the like intense sarcasm and just like insulting each other. I, I think where I'm at now, I'm like, you don't, you don't say nothing mean to me ever. Nope. I don't accept. Yeah. Oh, actually, well, I had two, I had two questions and they probably, they shouldn't take too long because I don't even know if you would have the answer for one of them. One, what is your favorite Moira wig or outfit? And if you don't have one for Moira, what is your favorite David outfit or anything stand out? I would say Johnny, but he'd just be wearing suits. And if you have one for Alexis, sure. Favorite fashion on the show. I would say like this is the one that came to mind and not like favorite fashion, but like uh most memorable <laughs> moments. If you say the Pope, the okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> if I say the what the crows. <laughs> um I I I was I was talking about like the, the wedding, the Moira's like wedding outfit or something. Oh, I wasn't even was thinking like, about that. This is mm. okay. Bra- what about were you crows. thinking? <laughs> she is one of the most unforgettable characters right captain o'hara did her thing with that character crows three or something crows something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) crows two crows two yeah because i remember the that episode where she is getting like the script for it and everything and she's like oh it's a sequel that means the first one must have done well (laughs) oh girl no (laughs) that's not maybe not I just in general like David's sweaters. Um, oh yeah, David's the best sweaters. Yeah, I would wear probably most. I sure. literally have thought about like hunting down like where can I find sweaters like these? Like, can we get a can we get a list? <laughs> like, are there, what, can somebody send them? Like, how do we? <laughs> yes. Okay. And then the other one was: um, Is there a cold open that you thought was hilarious? Honestly, the only one I currently remember is when um, <laughs> David sleeps with that man that we don't care for for the first time. <laughs> and then his every member of his family walks into the room and they're just like, was there a man in here? Wait, David, are you, David, what are you doing? David, they, they, we said we said when no one's home, David, no one was home. <laughs> <laughs> David, why did you? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> leave this room uh, i was like I everything die. around that like the cold opens for like that the little series the little like section of episodes where it was like that love triangle almost double mm-hmm. were hilarious all of them right i think that went on for at least like three episodes so like all every single cold open brilliant <laughs> <laughs> i remember that one <laughs> no i just like ugh, this show's just very very good um Ratings, ratings. Um, five out of five. I've watched it again, and I have, or well, randomly because it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I would probably do four point five out of five. Four out of five. Mm-hmm. Simply go watch this. It's simply the best. <laughs> Better than all the rest. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> most of them. We'll say better than most of them. <laughs> yeah. Most of the rest. <laughs> it's a fun time. Anyway, what are we watching next time? Next, we are watching a movie I've never seen by Beautiful Lingerette. I don't think I've ever seen it. Wow. And I've seen it <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> and so. I don't know. I, I felt like we needed, I felt sure. like we needed to watch it. It felt necessary. 
and yeah that's all, right. all I got for you I'm sorry sure. uh, I'm sorry or you're welcome oh my god <laughs> in advance okay it could be both we'll see maybe anyway bye bye thanks for listening to this episode of taking tv too seriously you can listen in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to leave a rating in between episodes follow us on instagram at taking tv too seriously you can also reach us at taking tv too seriously at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you